The Good Neighbor Network, FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and online at WGNSRadio.com. This is the WGNS Action Line, talking with Rutherford County newsmakers about what matters most to you. Now your host, Scott Walker. Over the weekend, we took a little trip to Memphis, Tennessee, and then over the river to Arkansas to find out about all the talk in regards to the Mississippi River being so low, at history levels, in fact. And so we recorded this there on the banks of the Mississippi and actually into the bed of the Mississippi in some areas. That's how low the water levels were this past weekend. We understand the levels are back up slightly. When I say slightly, they're back up by only two feet. We will also be posting pictures of what we encountered in the Memphis, Tennessee area and across the river in West Memphis, Arkansas and along the riverbed of the Mississippi River. We parked right next to the Highway 55 bridge, the overpass going over Mississippi River on the Arkansas side. And we are currently facing the Highway 55 bridge. I'm out here with my wife and uh, we're gonna walk just straight ahead, walking towards Mississippi, which would be walking downstream of the Mississippi and away from Memphis. And so right now we're making our way under the bridge. A lot of gravel, a lot of rock, and now we're getting into the sand. The, the sand is, it's not like beach sand. It's, it's tough to walk in. How would you describe the sand? It almost feels like quicksand. My, my foot is definitely almost going all the way down into the sand where it's covering my boot. I don't know if it's because the sand is wet from the river slowly drying up or, or if it's just a, a different, totally different kind of sand from that powdery beach sand that a lot of folks are used to who travel to places like Destin, Florida. Very soft. Looking towards the Memphis area, standing on the Arkansas side, I would say right now where we're standing just by looking around and and looking at where the river once was, I'm guessing we're about, or should be about 10 to 12 feet underwater right here. For sure. It's amazing how the water level is so low. I really wasn't expecting this. And then it kind of dips down in some areas where there's like little, I don't know, small channels within the sand itself. You wouldn't see this first of all, but there are deeper sections within this area And when I say deeper, you know, maybe three feet deeper, four feet deeper at the most. But it's just wild to be walking on basically the riverbed of the Mississippi River and the width of it. Where we are right now, I'm guessing this is about, I don't know, 70 yards wide of of just sand and mud mixed together. And to see these boats, there's these little boats uncovered that have probably been under the water for who knows how long. A lot of really cool driftwood. This driftwood, like like this piece over here, we see the top section of it, the roots coming out of the ground. Oh, but it's in the ground. It's like basically a whole tree that's been covered by the sand probably years ago. Yes. And then this, uh, let's walk over here to this boat. We, we see a boat partially sticking out of the sand. Now, this obviously has been here for years and years. 
Uh, looks like somebody got here before us. And they dug tried it to, out, yeah. So they, they tried to dig it out. Looks like about a 19-foot fiberglass, probably a, a fish and ski boat. The sticker on it, can you make that out? I can't. I, I mean, I can't make out the year, but maybe 2012, possibly? It, it definitely says TN, because the numbers are clear. It's the, the TN, and then, of course, the registration boat numbers after it, but... The sticker, it's looks like 2012, maybe. Yeah, it looks uh, like 12. 2012. I I wonder if there was a a big storm that came through here then, because I know a lady we talked to earlier. She said that she remembered the Mississippi being extremely low back in 2008 or so, but this, she said, is lower than she's ever seen it, and she was a Memphis native, been here all of her life. This is the first time. She said she's seen it actually this low, and she was probably about 55 to 60. Yeah. So she's been here for a long time and seen a lot of changes with the river. She seemed really concerned, too. She was um, really taken back. CBS News has been reporting a lot of different stories since the river levels first started to drop, and these are a couple of the news stories that aired. Parts of the lower Mississippi and Ohio rivers are at historic lows after months of a worsening drought. It has disrupted ship and barge traffic at a critical time for farmers, harvesting soybeans and corn for export. There's a lot of grain that needs to be moved. Farmers are having difficulty getting getting that moved to, to market. The Reverend Mark Nesselhut is director of the Siemens Church Institute, which is devoted to the welfare of mariners. What we're seeing are uh, low water levels on the Mississippi and the Ohio that have not been seen. In, in decades, probably more than half a century. Jim Crisula, CBS News. Paul Rohde represents the river shipping and towing industry. He says the Mississippi is plunging to record low levels just as farmers send their harvest downriver for export. One-twelfth of the world's population eats something that emanates from the Mississippi River Basin. Forty percent of the global food supply starts at the Mississippi River Basin. So this is a serious issue about who's going to feed the world if America can't get its agriculture products out. It's a mess. It's a big mess. Never, ever, ever gotten this love. Jim Crisula, CBS News. There's about a 400-mile stretch of river from where the Ohio River meets the Mississippi that has been one of the areas where there's been such a problem with riverboats going through pushing barges. Again, that is the lower Mississippi, about a 400-mile stretch of river. And evidently, the lowest point right now is in Vicksburg, Mississippi. This is what's interesting. Very few footprints that we've passed so far. Yeah. Uh, looks like only a handful of people have actually walked out here under the Highway 55 bridge, walking in the direction of Mississippi, walking downstream from Memphis. And, of course, Memphis, I can see that if I turn around and look back in the distance. There's a pyramid, downtown buildings, the, the cityscape. I can see it from where we are. Now, facing the pyramid, there are people under the bridge over there. Um, I see one couple out there. They have a metal detector, and several people are out here with walking sticks on the other side of the bridge because it is very difficult to get through the sand. Now, one of the locals said that uh, on the Memphis side of the river, it drops off a lot quicker, and they have that rock built up on the sides. And the reason why it drops off a whole lot quicker on that Memphis side is because that's where... 
There's a, a set of boat docks sandwiched between Mud Island and downtown Memphis and that riverfront street in downtown Memphis. But it drops off a lot deeper on the Memphis side because that's where the larger ferry boats come. You know, the paddle wheel boats, kind of like General Jackson in Nashville. They've got that here. So they're able to come and anchor uh, right there next to the bank because it is deeper on the Memphis side. Now, when we did pull up um, before we went on our walk, there was a couple that we had ran into and they said they were able to find some really interesting fossils. So that was kind of interesting. And they did look really unique. The fossils, not the people. Right. (laughs) Well, the people too. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Just the fossils. But a lot of people out here, they're just really exploring more out of curiosity than anything. They're wearing boots, but the sand, it is hard to walk in. I'm guessing we've already walked a mile, but it feels like about five miles just because of the consistency of the sand. It's it's just tough to walk in. It's not like regular beach sand, which is already hard to walk in. I feel exhausted, and I'm looking back at the bridge to the distance we have to walk back toward to get to the car. Not looking forward to it. The Mississippi River reached a record low stage of 10.71 feet below the historical average on October 17th. Now, a level of 10.70 below average was set back in 1954, that according to the National Weather Service. That means the last time this river got to this stage was 68 years ago. There's about a 400-mile stretch of river from where the Ohio River meets the Mississippi that has been one of the areas where there's been such a problem with riverboats going through pushing barges. Again, that is the lower Mississippi, about a 400-mile stretch of river. And evidently, the lowest point right now is in Vicksburg, Mississippi. Now we're on the left-hand side of the Highway 55 bridge, and this is the side, we're on the Arkansas side still, but we're left of the Highway 55 bridge, meaning we're closer to the Memphis side as opposed to being on the Mississippi side. These rocks, obviously these were put here who knows how many years ago, but to climb them, it's like climbing from boulder to boulder just to move forward. Yeah, and you know, in between some of these rocks, it looks really hollow in there. Almost as if I move one, I don't know how deep it's going to go. Here's an old bottle. Looks like uh, Dr. Pepper. Maybe from the 80s, I don't know. But there's a lot of stuff like that sandwiched between some of these rocks. Uh, I don't know if it, you know, just was washed up as the river was going down or if it's been stuck in between some of these rocks for years who knows right and again a lot of other people out here with model detectors um doesn't look like they're finding any anything good but they're definitely digging good family fun people fishing too you know i'm i'm guessing this is the first time some folks have been able to fish right there next to that second columns that hold up the Highway 55 bridge and right. then the, the railroad tracks. This is the first time some people who don't have a boat have been able to get this close to the river to fish that main channel or as close to the main channel as possible. Yeah, there are about, I'd say seven or eight people on this side that are fishing right now. I haven't seen anybody catch anything yet, but fingers crossed. And when you say seven or eight people fishing, we've maybe seen 12 to 15 people total 
on this side of the river, just walking around in, in the sand on what used to be the bottom of the river. But 10 to 15 people total, I would say over the hour that we've been here. Yeah. Now we're on the Memphis side of the Mississippi River, and this little area here, I, I, I don't know if it's called the Bill Street Landing, or the, the person who works here, they said it's been used for a number of things over the years, but this is where folks used to board onto those, those paddle boats. Uh, when I say the paddle boats, I'm, I'm talking about the boats that look similar to the General Jackson River boats. So it's those river boats and it's got this spiral, not it's, a staircase, but a walkway that goes down to the boats. Right. But it's so far up off the water right now because the water level's so low. Well, and, it, and it's really high up because there are a couple of spots on here. As I'm, I'm journeying down, um, I see that there's no sidewall. And I guess that may be a loading area, but it's just a complete drop off. And if you drop off, it's a it's a pretty good ways down if you fell out of here. Yeah, and you're, you're not dropping directly into the river because the water's so low, you're dropping to... A platform, almost looking thing yeah, at the it's bottom. Yeah, it's a platform that I guess raises up or down, depending on the water level, when people are boarding these paddle boats, these river boats, for different excursions that they have when the water level's up to normal. And you can see that it isn't meant to go all the way down to the flat ground. It's meant to dock up to some sort of a barge or a boat um, at the very lowest level. Speaking of barges, we've seen quite a few tugboats and, and barges go through th this area going upstream on the Mississippi and I don't know why but we haven't seen any going downstream yet right but we're seeing and this is what's a little different we're seeing one tugboat you know pushing or barge boat pushing barges upstream and sometimes you'll see them pass each other when the water levels at the normal height no passing in fact today some of these boats are moving over to the far right side and they're they're uh, tying up while they're waiting for other boats to pass because you really, in the channel, because it's so much more shallow than it used to be, you can't really have two river boats or two barges side by side right now. And several, they almost look stuck, like they're unable to move, like it's too shallow on this right side. As you look from a higher elevation if you're standing up a little bit higher you can see they're really pushing up and pulling up a whole lot more mud than usual and while they call it the the muddy mississippi they're literally churning up mud when normally there's no way they'd be churning up this much mud just by pushing forward going upstream it's definitely something to see if you have time to Take a little family trip or just a little weekend getaway before it fills back up. Hopefully it fills back up soon. I'd say this would be a fun little trip. We were told the water level's already gone up a little bit. I've never seen it this low and I've been here before, but I, I can't tell that the water level has gone up much at all. On our way in, it was pouring down rain, but who knows how long it had been raining before we crossed that line into Memphis. 
The Mississippi River reached a record low stage of 10.71 feet below the historical average on October 17th. Now, a level of 10.70 below average was set back in 1954, that according to the National Weather Service. That means the last time this river got to this stage was 68 years ago. I, I am surprised that I haven't seen more tourists out here or people at this location specifically. It's rumored that there was a gentleman who found a U.S. belt buckle. I read about that as well. The guy's name was Riley Bryant. Supposedly it was a brass Civil War era belt buckle inscribed, of course, with the letters U.S. I guess in the proximity of where we're at right now, um, it's really difficult to kind of locate that exact location. It was tucked between the rocks in a spot that normally would be underwater. I definitely am not seeing where where he would have possibly found that. Now he's on Instagram at R-E-L-I-C dot Riley, R-I-L-E-Y. That's Instagram at Relic dot Riley. And he calls himself a treasure hunter looking for Civil War era things like, like the U.S. belt buckle he found. And hopefully other people will find more interesting things out here before the river fills back up. Uh, ran into a fellow a second ago. He found a uh, old weight, you know, that you tied a fishing line. Uh, he showed it to me. Yeah. It definitely looked different from the weights they sell today. I- I'm not sure how great of a find that is, but he was excited about it. But it, it definitely looked very old. It was old, and it looked a lot heavier, a little bit larger than a lot of the weights today. One made out of lead for sure. Um, but he, he was excited about that, but he was surprised himself that he hadn't really found anything else. And then we, we ran across a family who were, um, they were up on the rocks and I, I walked over to see what was going on. And, um, the son had like a, a chisel and he was chiseling a fossil out of the middle of this large rock. And it was such an interesting fossil. It was like a cylinder. It was it was just it was so interesting. But they actually were able to get the entire fossil out of the rock without damaging it. It looked like it was about an inch to inch and a half long, I, I would say, and then the same about the width. Yeah, about a width, about an inch of yeah. a you know as far as the width goes. I haven't seen a ton of fossils down here though, and I, I was kind of surprised. I mean, of course, there's a whole lot more sand here than there are rocks. But where there are rocks, there are tons of rocks. And it's obvious that these, you know, they purposely put those rocks there, I guess, to keep the sand in place every so hundred, maybe every 200 yards or so. Um, I'm not real sure. I I don't know a whole lot about riverbeds. Yeah, I don't either. But these rocks are definitely not safe to walk across. Um, Very unsturdy. I'm not... uh, more of like a teeter-totter. And like I said, if there are some areas that if you move the rock over, there's a really good drop-off in between, and it's almost kind of eerie. For anybody who has grown up in the South, you have always been told by your mom always to wear shoes whenever you get into the lake or you get into the river to go swimming because of stuff like broken bottles. Well, surprisingly, we have not run across 
I don't think any broken bottles. I mean, well, we the we we've seen one bottle, but it looked like we said it like maybe it was from the seventies or eighties, um, but it wasn't broken. But there are hundreds of aluminum cans, just a lot of trash as well. Not not as much trash as I was expecting to see, but um, there but there is a lot of trash, and it looks like some someone's maybe already kind of scooped it way back up onto where the tree line is at. Um, but some keeps washing up and continually, I'm sure that'll continue to happen. And a lot of the trash that was, I, I guess, left behind after the water level sort of went down, it, it was trash, like tin cans, old, a lot of old batteries. like uh, A lot of old batteries. You know, like the old batteries you used to put on the, the, the bottom of a flashlight. Right. Those big ones. Yes, there are. And I'm also seeing a lot of fishing line which is really disturbing almost looks like commercial fishing line i'd say this this pile right here is like an entire spool of it which we are picking it up and taking it to throw away but it was just left here and i'm sure there's more of this along the way it looks like probably about 60 feet of fishing line just all tangled up together what is it that is bad about this fishing line that it was obviously the bottom of the river. Well, I, I believe it's dangerous for all of the, the creatures like fish and all of the other animals or creatures that live in this water. You know, they get tangled up in it, and, of course, they die. It's dangerous. Ducks, turtles. You see a lot of stories where people who buy six packs of cans, you know, they, they encourage you to break all of those circles so that sea life or river life doesn't get trapped into them and, and, and die. I've also seen a few smaller dead fish just randomly in the sand. These are definitely fish that haven't been here long. I mean, no. you can tell this fish here, very small brim, looks like it's been here for maybe five or six days or so. Right. I, I don't know if it just got stuck. It's a good distance away from the water from where we're at right now. Th this one's probably say, about 30 feet or so. Yeah, I'd say about 30 feet for sure. I, I wonder how the fish just got stuck. Because usually the fish would just kind of float along with right. the water, I would think. And this is far away. It's kind of interesting. Doesn't really smell bad. I'm surprised by that. I don't smell anything at all. I figured there'd be a, a strong stench of a lot of dead fish. I figured there'd be a stench of garbage and stuff, but there really hasn't been on either side, the Arkansas side or the Memphis side of the river, not a lot of bad smells like I expected. And and honestly, the riverbed really does look a whole lot cleaner than I expected. Well, and there's so much sand, just a huge area out here that it almost feels like we're at the beach in some strange way. Of course, we have to keep in mind that sand is so deep. I, I don't know how deep it is, but it's definitely very deep because you have got entire trees and you're seeing the roots of some of these trees coming up, like the tree, you know, is over sideways, but yet buried in the sand. So this is obviously very deep sand. And, and then, of course, going back to that boat we found, that boat was buried probably about four to five feet down in the sand. So it's definitely been there for a while with the possibly river current deeper. going. Yeah, possibly yeah. deeper, but with the river current going whenever the water's at its normal level, uh, it would just be throwing more sand on top of it well, all the time. Well, and that sand is so soft. I'm sure that it moves very easily underwater. In another section of the river, 
Chip McGimsey, a Louisiana state archaeologist, found what looks to be the bottom of a ship, possibly a ferry that sunk between the late 1800s to early 1900s. Boats occur in rivers and lakes. You know, they have a very narrow window where you're going to find them. And particularly for one that's sunk, you know, you have to wait for A, the water to drop low enough, B, for the currents to, you know, expose her, and see that there's actually enough left that you can figure out what the heck it is. And in this case, we really hit the trifecta with all three. It was spotted by a Baton Rouge, Louisiana resident as he walked the banks of the Mississippi River earlier in the month of October. It's just so much history here. We can't just drive across the bridge worrying about getting somewhere else without understanding what this river means. It's, uh, it's our lifeblood and has been for many years. The water levels in that area of Baton Rouge have plummeted, and he believes that ship may be the Brookhill Ferry. You know, for most people, when you learn about history, you know, it's reading in a book or seeing a picture or going to a museum and seeing things in a display case, but you really don't have the opportunity to get out and touch it. And what's really cool about this is people can come down here and actually see it, they can touch it, they can walk in it, they can ask questions about it. You know, it makes history alive in a way that you don't get any other way. That Brookhill Ferry was believed to have carried people and horse-drawn carriages as well across the river before the bridges were built that spanned the width of the Mississippi River today. Newspaper archives indicate that that ship may have gone down during a major storm in 1915. Now it's been located. Well, from the uh, Mississippi Riverbed, at least on the side of the river, what used to be the riverbed and hopefully slowly filling back up. And for Josephine Walker, I'm Scott Walker reporting for WGNS. Hear this story and see the photographs that bring it to life on our website, WGNSradio.com or visit Scott's personal blog at smalltownbigworld.com. Today being Tuesday, November 1st, that water level has already gone back up two more feet in the Mississippi River in that Memphis, Tennessee area. Still historically low overall, the river is now at a stage of negative 8.16 feet as opposed to that negative 10 mark. Now it's kind of confusing when you hear things like the river stage is at a negative point. It doesn't mean they're measuring literally underground as if the water has sunken underground. It doesn't mean the river's gone totally dry either. It does usually equal the river going totally dry in widespread areas where it normally wouldn't, not necessarily in the main channel of the river, but on either side or one side or the other. It means that the gauge is reading at or below the agreed upon zero level.